This is Alex Kush. Alex was adopted from Cluj-Napoca, Romania when he was two years old by his German parents. He was raised in Germany until 11 years of age to then moving with his family to New Zealand. As he's grown up, Alex has continued to reconnect with his Romanian roots and culture. On top of this, he has also provided support within the adoption community. This is his story. As Alex was adopted at the age of two, his childhood memories began, not in Romania, but after he was adopted by his German family. My first childhood memories actually were in Germany when I got a wooden toy horse that I was playing on and that there was snow and I was spending time with my families and relatives. And that's some of my fondest memories. But I did get some memories back to Romania when I visited Romania in 2015 and I visited my orphanage from the outside. I got a few flashbacks to the time in the orphanage which basically wasn't a good time. So those were some of the earliest recollections, but they're more like flashbulb memories. But the most strongest memories I have are actually in Germany. I left Romania in 1997, so I was two years old and I was born in 1995. I'm in, from Romania in Transylvania. And probably everyone with the stereotypes will know that that's the regions where the vampires are from and Dracula and stuff. So that's, what, that's the region where I'm from and I'm from a town called Cluj-Napoca, yep. which is actually famous for their, for their local university there. My parents went to Romania in the 90s because they wanted to have kids of their own and they knew about this political situation in Romania. They had a revolution in 1989. There was a dictator called Nicolae Ceausescu who basically just economically ruined the country and he was killed on Christmas Day with his wife. Basically, there was a really bad economic situation and women were forced to have at least five kids. That's and bad. That, and that's why I was put into the orphanage because my birth mom couldn't have the means to afford, you know, afford basic things for life to take care of me. From 1990 until 2001, it was estimated that around 10,000 children were adopted internationally from Romania. During the 1990s, there was over 600 orphanages throughout Romania with over 100,000 children waiting to be adopted. Alex may not remember being there, but he always remembers his early childhood days. I had a really great childhood, so a couple of highlights where we grew up kind of suburbia. We were living in a small town where we had about three to 4,000 people living there and we had a great park next to it when the summer we could play next to the river and in winter we would go we would go ice skating on the local lake. And we also had a forest there where we would go for hikes. So it was a really great childhood and we got along with the neighbors' kids. And then when I was around 11 years old, we migrated as a family to New Zealand for work for my families, for family. And your childhood in Germany, did you grow up wondering about where you came from? Was it something that you discussed in the family? Oh, I think it wasn't wondering because we were told from the beginning onwards and we've got photos and my parents telling us that we talked to the German equivalent of the New Zealand Adoption Agency where we would just be talking about my adoptions and we were told always as a child my birth family couldn't take care of me or my brothers. What did you learn later on in life about the orphanage where you came from? Broadly speaking, the orphanages in Romania and even the Soviet Union countries were really bad yeah. and the reason for that was that there was lack of resources for the people there and also lack of education and Often people simply just blame the people, which in some cases, yes, there were some very vicious people, but it was also a vicious cycle because often people that would work in orphanages were people that were orphans themselves, 
or people with bad backgrounds that didn't learn, get the proper education. I mean, it doesn't excuse the action, but it explains why it happened. And that even domestic adoptions in the last couple of years were only spare, spareful because it's really, they've got such a complicated law in place that even if you are Romanian to adopt domestically, you have to be at least six months in the country and you need to meet a lot of complex bureaucratic requirements. So even domestic adoptions has stopped and international adoption completely stopped for most countries around 2002, 2003. And the reason for that was because in order for Romania to join the European Union, they were forced to stop international adoptions. And that stopped since 2003, did you say? There was a complete stop on it and it hasn't been reopened since. So with your timeline, I know that you've connected back with Romania and you were raised in Germany but came here later on in life as a child. What grew your interest with reconnecting with Romania and, and why? So my connections with Romania, there are a couple of connections. So one is going back to Romania to adopt my younger brother. Yes. And he, but he is from the, he is from the Black Sea region called Braila. But it's further south. Yeah, I can't remember exact location, but I know it's towards the Black Sea, yeah. towards the Don, the Danube Delta in Romania as well. So he's from that region. So completely different regions. Yeah. So that was a natural reco reconnecting there, and we're about three years apart, him and I. Alex wasn't the only child adopted into the family. After he was adopted, his parents went back to adopt another child, his adoptive brother. Alex started to build more of his interest of his Romanian roots when his parents then planned to adopt an additional two siblings after him and his brother. So your family adopted you first and then later on went back to Romania to adopt your brother. Yes, that that's right? correct. So do you think that's growing for yourself personally, some interest in reconnecting with your birth culture, with Romania? I would say that wasn't the, that didn't lead to directly regrowing the connections. It was more just at that time or after that. It was more just curiosity, seeing where I was from. So what more grew it, we went a couple of years later because we were going to adopt two more girls from Romania as a family. So you would have had two sisters, potentially. Yes. What made them, like, did they confirm that? Did they, were they really looking into doing that? Well, it wasn't more confirmed. We had already started the legal process of that, so we got, oh, to, really? we got to know them and everything. We nearly had the paperwork done, but then in 2003, the Romanian government cut the process completely. So when they cut the adoptions being able to take place, that's yeah. when your parents knew that they couldn't take in these two? Yeah, we were told it, but we'd met them already and built up a bond. That would have been hard. So that really kind of sparked my interest, in, but that also sparked my interest as a, in childhood with the whole adoption being interested in adoptions and there's still we've still got a letter somewhere which I haven't been able to find yet whereas me being around nine years old or ten years old me writing letters to the Romanian government asking them why can't my parents adopt those two girls so they started that yeah that was part of started this. the ball rolling yeah after Alex's parents knew that they weren't able to adopt the two additional sisters into the family Alex wrote a letter to the Romanian government asking if they were able to provide answers on why this was the case. Later, Romania opened up a discussion with families on the adoption law, and during this time, Alex got the chance to share his view and opinion at the Romanian parliament. I got invited to speak at the Romanian parliament through a family friend who was helping us with the adoption process of the girls, where there was a hearing in parliament where they asked the parliament to look into reopening international adoptions. 
and I was invited kind of just as a witness to share my adoption experience, experiences and why I, why I feel adoption should be reopened. And I shared my experiences, what I mentioned early on, what a great childhood I had in Germany and also how Germany took really great care to look after the kids by sending caseworkers there. I was one of just 15 school students in New Zealand selected to travel to New Zealand University where we engaged in advanced research activities. And also what opportunities I had in, in high school and primary school in New Zealand. That must have really put an influence into them re-looking into reopening the, the adoption field for them. I thought that would be the case at the time, but later on they unfortunately decided to still, still vote for keeping adoptions closed in Romania to this day because there's just a lot of different vested interests in making sure that kids stay in the country, for instance, to make sure that orphanages have a lot of kids. What was running through your mind? What were you thinking at the end of the day? What, what did you want answers out of? I think the answers that I wanted was more to get a result. So I wanted to have some influence on Romania opening adoptions that I was hoping for that. Yeah. But I was also very curious when I was in Romania meeting other adopted people and I still a big influence of me was a person a young woman that was in their in their late 20s sharing what it was like growing up in a really abusive orphanage and one quote that she left us with her speech was she described that the orphanages was as bad, if not worse, than the concentration camps in World War II in Germany. What was going through your mind when she explained that? What were you thinking? Were you thinking it was, you didn't realize it was really that bad in comparison? I think it just left me speechless and really, also feeling really grateful what the life I've been living so far in New Zealand and in Germany. But it also made me realize that all of us that have been adopted and have, that have had such a great experience in life that we have a duty to share our positive experience and in, in some small way or form contribute to other people having that opportunity to being adopted. In 2015, Alex went back to Romania to discuss again about reopening adoptions. Once he got there, he was invited to appear on a Romanian television show. Though Alex hadn't thought much about his own birth family, he did get the chance to meet them during this visit. But overall, the situation was difficult. I met them in 2015 when I was invited to speak on national TV in Romania about my adoption experience and why I think Romania should reopen adoptions. And then I got surprised by my birth family and the connection that took place is I got to meet my birth family, share about my experience and everything. But there wasn't a lot of emotional connection because there wasn't trust being offered from the other side of my birth mom. So all the connection that happened for me, I asked a couple of questions. What were the situations? What was the circumstances around my adoption? I was told what was said in my adoption papers, which was my birth mom couldn't take care of me because of the economic situation that she was in, that she basically was a poor woman and she couldn't take care of me. And yeah, that's what it is. There was no emotional connection because she, she just wanted to be on a TV show just for personal gain. And I just said, that's okay. I mean, that's not okay for me, but it's, if she wanted, that's her decision. And I don't need a relationship that's not based on trust. And I, I understand. Ne since then have had zero contact with her. But it was interesting, just meetings her. But I have, I don't regard her as my mom. My mom is in New Zealand and that's how I also said it on the TV. What sparked your curiosity with learning about your birth family. What, do you, what did you already know of your birth family? I basically knew all the, all the circumstances of why I was adopted, which 
In many cases, the, the overall themes are the same. Birth mom can't take care of the kid, but she somehow gets a kid. Like in my case, it was an affair, but can't take care of it. The kid gets put into the orphanage. And that's the general pattern or whatever reason or birth family abuses the kids. And then they, get, they, they lose custody, the kid gets put into orphanage. So that's general two themes that happen in Romania and other places. And in my case, it basically was my birth mom had an affair. She couldn't take care of me because there wasn't adequate family planning to prevent the, her having a kid or learning how to take care of a child and having the means. So I got put into an orphanage. That's basically the circumstances around my adoption. So was your birth father in the picture at all? So my birth father, he wasn't in the picture, but only my stepfather was in the picture. And he seemed like a genu genuine guy because after the TV show, I put my birth mom and the stepfather in two different rooms and I cross-examined them and asked them what the circumstances were around my adoption, just out of curiosity. And she constantly would contradict him and also contradict the, the legal papers. So there's probably ongoing questions after you met your birth mother. Well, there wasn't ongoing questions because there was one simple question that, that, or one simple answer that I got, that my birth mom is unreliable and not trustworthy, and that there isn't a foundation to build a relationship, and that was for me, I'm not gonna invest time into somebody, somebody or something where there isn't a good foundation and mutual trust. So I said, draw a line in the sand and that's it. But of course you've got your family who raised you and your brother in Germany and New Zealand. Were you still happy to know about your roots though? about your birth parents? It was fairly interesting, but it wasn't anything new that I hadn't heard about. So it wasn't anything unexpected. So I wasn't even shocked on TV. I mean, the shocking thing that, that people found was when, when, um, people, when my birth mom was asked, why did you give up Alex? And she said, oh, I couldn't take care of, care of him. And you know, I didn't want to because I didn't have the means. People were shocked about it, but I just said that was the reality. And I'm thankful that I had a better life and I'm not angry at my birth mom for that at all. And I consider my real parents to be Walt and Heidi that raised me, raised me in Germany and New Zealand. And that's it for me. It was very clear cut for me. Alex has been involved with my organization for adoptees. I'm adopted since it was established in 2015. He has been involved with raising awareness within the community, not only in New Zealand, but also around the world. And in 2018, Alex represented I'm Adopted in Canada. He also joined me for input for the upcoming adoption law reform, an important piece for both of us to raise this awareness. It's been really great to join I'm Adopted since 2015 and to you know, be friends for, for so long and even further. And I think first to recap, it's not, a, it's not only important for just to have a sense of communities for adoptees, but just looking at the progress of I'm Adopted over the years from 2015 to now, so over seven years, I think some highlights is I'm Adopted has become an incorporated charity. So that means we're a charity, which means we can really scale our impact and be recognized for this formally in New Zealand, have been recognized for this. And we've also had numerous events. So we've had a, events in Auckland, but we've also shared what we think about adoption reform in Parliament. But also the work of I'm Adopted has been been fed input into other countries, be it like in Russia, where you have put in where you've informed the relevant authorities of how adoption cooperation between New Zealand and Russia could be in, enhanced over the future. And I think also what we're looking forward to going forward now is, is formalizing those, all these experiences into concrete initiatives moving forward yeah. from 
supporting adoption, adoptees with strategic resources, which you have done a lot of work on already, but kind of formalizing it so that adoptees will find a way to access that. But also you've done, especially you've helped a lot of adoptees find their birth families. I continue to do that to this day, yeah. So your involvement with I'm Adopted and the community is a big part of who you are, Alex. With you going back to Romania, reconnecting, trying to reopen adoptions is a big part of your advocacy, I, I would say. That's what it is. Going forward now too, you went back to Germany just a few years ago. What's it been like going back to Germany? I think it's been a really great experience, but it's also shown me the vast differences and similarities that it, Germany and New Zealand share. And, and it's been a real growth journey allowing me to see how can you, how can you reintegrate both cultures together and it's been really interesting and i've also enjoyed despite the challenges of covid we've actually it's been a challenging to have physical meetups because that's been actually one of my personal goals with so, i'm adopted yes with yeah. for or representing i'm adopted alex's involvement with the community continues to grow as for alex himself he always reflects that he wouldn't be doing what he's doing now if he wasn't adopted even me being able to speak with you here is only possible because I've been adopted. Because when I was adopted, I couldn't speak. Or I only spoke when I was about fluently when I was five years old. Because I had a speech impairment and I had therapy and I was able to speak later on because of proper therapy and care that I received in Germany from family and experts. So you graduated from the university a few years ago. And I remember you shared this very distinctive post. It stood out to me because there's a lot of things in there that you didn't believe would happen for yourself. Now, what was that quote you mentioned many times? Basically, what I shared in that is my parents got told by a childhood psychologist in Germany that basically I wouldn't be able to leave and lead a normal life and that I would barely graduate high school and university would be impossible. And then just in a whole summary, I wouldn't be able to lead a normal life what people would consider normal. But my, that didn't knock my parents back. They just said, well, we don't care what the guy says. We're going to always support Alex and his brother. And because of their support and the expert care I got later on in life, I was able to graduate university and do a TEDx talk. And also like Alex present in Montreal with the research about I'm Adopted, how I'm Adopted is supporting, how I'm Adopted is a supportive community for adoptees. Do you believe that the support we have for the community is important to help that support for those who are struggling along a journey? Those roadblocks, those challenges, those obstacles, what advice do you have for them? Well, I think there's two general things that need to be talked about first. Yes, it's important of advice for adoptees, but it's equally important of advice for the adoptee parents. And starting off with the adoptee parents, it's important for them to be able to, to that adopt, the adopted people can lean on them for support and guidance and that they are supported. But every, and we've seen it in our talks that every adopt parents from the adoptees they have their own views and I think it's important that that the adoptee parents establish a great relationship with with their child that they can openly talk about that and it's important that they then prepare the adoptee for whenever they think deem it's appropriate for them to meet their birth families to in simple words say you can't have any expectations it's human nature to have expectations but I went to Romania I mean I didn't even expect to meet my birth family but when I met them my expectations were I had none. The only thing is I asked a couple of questions out of curiosity, but I've never had any expectations which made dealing with my birth family really yeah. easy because I wasn't, I had zero emotional attachments. 
but a lot of adoptees, they often fantasize about their life becoming all of a sudden magical like in movies. But it's not the case. Often it gets, being blunt, very ugly and complicated. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard it's and it's human nature and they need to be prepared for that. And I actually often say to people, is that something you really want to go down or go, go down the road to deal with that? Because not everyone is ready and has the maturity to deal with that. And some people, it might, I say in a brutal way, it's better that they don't be there birth families because their stories are so chaotic and dramatic and it might actually turn their lives upside down and it's better if they say hey i've just got a great life personal choice i think it's a personal choice but people also need to be realistic because people might really want to meet their birth families but then it will be a really ugly story and unfortunately a lot of stories are not so positive even though people want them to be they have imaginations but the cold hard reality is it's an ugly process that's a reason why people were given up for adoption because a lot of those countries, people couldn't afford kids to yeah. t or have the means to, take, to look after the kids and the people need to be aware of that. It's not an easy situation. Even just you going into a poor country like Romania where people have been poor, it, you will be shocked. You will get a culture shock. So it's, they just need to be aware of that. A culture shock, but also for yourself to do a bit of research first. Talk to someone that's close to you. Get yourself as comfortable as you can to be, to be prepared for anything that can come your way. Yeah. Otherwise that will make it a challenge. It will make it a lot more harder. And I think some people, some people are, there are people that are not ready to, to go on that journey, even though it is a personal choice. I completely agree. I think objectively looking at it, you need to have a certain level of maturity in life. Otherwise it can become too overwhelming yeah. and then in, increase the challenges that the adoptees are facing. Because adoptees are on average three to four times more likely to be impacted by mental health challenges and having that kind of experience thrown onto you not at the appropriate age or having the appropriate support systems can really throw somebody off track. So I think it shouldn't be done lightly but it should have been done with a lot of care and consideration and speaking to the appropriate people. I think it's a lot harder if you go and try and reconnect as a teenager because you're going through so many other emotions and that's why I always say later on in life, it's always good to try and connect with the dots slowly and never rush into it. You know, we have a community here. If you've got questions for others in the community, use that as a bit of support. With Alex, he has a life here in New Zealand and also Germany. He continues to take further steps of reconnecting with his birth country, Romania. His growth with raising awareness for the community and to reopen adoptions inside of Romania will always be a vital part of Alex's journey. Well, Alex, what is next? for you? Well, what's next for me personally, I will be going back to Germany and back to my work. But on a personal journey with I'm adopted, I think it's time in the upcoming year in 2023 to really formalize all the different experiences we've had as a organization and really try and streamline what that will look like. So there's some rough ideas about maybe having some more meetups, having in-person meetups in Europe. if if the situation allows for it, which I can't make that prediction now, but if it's possible, that would be really great. But also to have the resources for adoptees and also just have a streamline around what actually I'm adopted can grow into support more adoptees and seeing what that will look like. Well, as you know, there's a lot happening with I'm Adopted in 2023. And with the involvement 
I am planning to come to Europe as well and connect more with the adoptees over there, including doing another continuing story of your journey of you going back to Romania. So that will be really important as well. Even though you've connected with your birth mother and not yet know anything about your birth father, I know that for yourself and for your own well-being, you just want to connect with Romania as a country for yourself. That's your blood. And I know that you'll do more of that. So that's a special part of your own journey for yourself. What's important for me is not connecting with my birth family at the moment, but it's just connecting with the country and seeing, uh, seeing if there is an opportunity for change down in the future. But I think my involvement with I'm Adopted is supporting I'm Adopted in their strategic in the strategic work of how to grow the impact of I'm Adopted and partnerships there we go. and measuring the impact that we're having as an organization. Agreed. Thank you, Alex, so much for your time and for your cooperation and my appreciation to you for your involvement with I'm Adopted as well. It a, plays a big part of the community and we all appreciate every little piece that you do to help us and that's, it, makes, it means a lot. So thank you for that. No, likewise, and I've enjoyed being on this journey and just, yes, Happy New Year to everyone in the community. There we go. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex Gilbert. As Alex continues to take steps throughout his journey, chapters may close, but there will always be a new chapter waiting. I'm extremely proud of being able to achieve this accomplishment, and I know if I can do it, I can dream it. Without being internationally adopted, I know this would have never been possible. While I have the utmost respect to those attending today, and I appreciate that changing law is not as simple as it may appear, I fully believe that in the law not should, it must change. If the, laws, if the law remains as they are, we are preventing many children of today who are not fortunate enough to have a stable family life and future children generations to come from achieving their true potential and their fundamental rights to a life of quality.